is Limrosh, the Queen Dawn from across the pond. And right now you are locked on to Jazz Eat Lounge, the podcast. Today's episode is all about the 44th annual Tri-C Cleveland Jazz Festival. That's right, this past weekend, June 22nd through 24th, Cleveland, Ohio, welcomes so many living legends to Cleveland for their jazz festival. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about my experience, y'all. I had a great time. Listen, from Thursday through Saturday night, it was just nonstop fun and adventures. You hear me? So when I come back, I'm going to talk about that. This is LaRush. This is Limrush, and as promised, I am back. Listen, this past weekend, June 22nd through 24th, was the 44th annual Tri-C Jazz Fest Cleveland, right here in Cleveland, Ohio. And in the past, of course it's been going down for 44 years, but in the past that I've known about the festival, they didn't really have top-notch artists for all of the days that they're going to have a festival. They might have a one uh, main artist on the last day or the opening show. But this year, it was nonstop entertainment, nonstop legends, and people who I really wanted to see, and so many others. I mean, they had packed shows for two shows in particular. So when I come back, I'm, you know what? I'm going to keep it rolling. Listen, Thursday night, June 22nd, I was invited to a reception for the 44th annual Tricy Jazz Fest Cleveland, and they were honoring these jazz legends. And I found out that someone I know, his name is Dr. Evan Morse. He's an actual veterinarian now. He was honored as a jazz legend. So I'm communicating with some other people, and this is an African-American male doctor who I've known for, for years because he used to treat my poodle when I was a child, Dr. Evan Morse. Um, but apparently he was very instrumental in initiating um, Northeast Ohio Jazz Association or the Northeast Ohio Jazz Coalition, and I'm going to get the name right, but it was before the Tri-C Jazz Fest really started. There were a group of African-American professionals in Cleveland, Ohio, who wanted to bring jazz artists, African-American jazz artists, jazz greats to Cleveland. There were a few jazz clubs, and I listened to people talk about the past over the weekend, And I said, this is very interesting. Many people don't know the history of uh, jazz in Cleveland. Now, one thing we need to understand when we put things into context, into perspective. When jazz was moving around the country, we're talking about different artists and musicians traveling around the country, playing in jazz clubs all around the country, black clubs all around the country, Jazz artists came to Cleveland, and there were certain clubs that jazz artists played in. And I'm hearing people talk about 
<clears throat> legends. And I'm gonna try to get these, these, oh my goodness, I'm there, they're they're historians. They're black jazz historians in Cleveland. And, and they're in their 70s now. I'm gonna try to get them on an interview real soon because they have some information that I didn't know. So I know you don't know my audience, you feel me? So we're gonna definitely jump into that. So Dr. Evan Morris was being um, acknowledged for his contributions to the Tri-C Jazz Festival. Now, you know, oh my goodness. Once black people started, you know, bringing artists in, <clears throat> I'm talking about from everybody from Art Blakey uh, to Sun Ra, you know, we're, we're talking about Miles Davis uh, coming through town and playing at certain clubs. And not just one night, we talk about uh, sometimes a whole week. And there were only certain hotels that these artists could stay in. Most of the time they stayed in someone's house. That's just how it was. That's how close not only the jazz musicians were to people who, their patrons, but it shows the, the connectivity and the community that black people have for each other. It was, it was that type of awareness. So it wasn't no hotels. You can be chilling at the Marriott. You downtown in the swimming pool having a good old time. No, we're talking about during... Uh, the 60s and 70s where there was only certain black hotels you could stay at. You weren't chilling everywhere. So, you know, these are the stories that I need to hear and need to know and then share with you. So we had the legends being honored. <clears throat> Dr. Evan Morris was one of those recipients. And then once the show started that night, it was just Africa in the house. Anjali Kidro and so Richard Bona performed live on Thursday night. Now let me just say this. It was Africa was definitely in the building that night. Angelique Kidjo. Girl, she was performing African dance moves the whole hour that she was on that stage. She danced, she performed, she she sang, and when she just just her true self was displayed when she talked about how humans need to love one another. You know, a lot of artists get real political when they get on stage. And um, that was no shortage of uh, political messages being displayed at this year's Jazz Fest. So Anjali Kidjo, I love her. I'm so happy I got a chance to see her. Uh, uh, Richard Bona, again, another African artist. Uh, both artists speak uh, and sing in different languages. And it was just a, a joy just to have something different and unique for Thursday night. And I really did enjoy that. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about Friday night. Yeah, this is Lamarash, the Queen Dawn. Let's go. When was the last time you cried after listening to a song? Just recently, I walked into a store and there was a song on that made me start crying. It was an Isley Brothers song, as a matter of fact. What would you do 
When you love somebody and everything is going wrong, here we go again. That song made me cry and I don't even know why I began to get so emotional. But I'm walking into the store and I tell the person who works there, I'm like, this song is making me cry. And she said, do you want me to change the station? I'm like, no, I'm going to listen to this song. But as I'm walking around shopping, I'm just crying uncontrollably. And I'm just, I can't even get it together. Another time I was in the store shopping, a Whitney Houston song came on. All of a sudden, I started to cry. And I could not get it together. I had to get up out the store. I just thought about so many different things. And it was the memories. It was something about those songs that just made, just moved me. And I cried. The first time I cried at a jazz concert, it was to the song expressed by Gregory Porter. And that song was called, When Love Was King. I'm sitting in a theater and I'm looking at this man I've never seen before, never heard before. He's singing a song I've never even heard before. And I'm listening to the lyrics and they're so clear and crisp. And all I could do was cry. Unbelievable. This past weekend, y'all, I had that same experience. That same emotional, overwhelming experience when I heard an artist perform Friday night at the Tri-C Jazz Festival, the 44th annual, that was Samara Joy. This woman is the a Grammy award-winning vocalist. She expressed during her show that within the last two years, she really just blew up. One minute, she's having these TikTok videos, graduating from college, getting her her first LP together, if if you will. We call them albums still. Let's get it together. Putting some music out. And within two years, she's winning a Grammy. And when I saw her perform, I said, this is why she has Grammys. Her voice is unbelievable. She is so talented and so young. I'm like, she's just a gifted vocalist. There is no way she could sing songs the way she sang them within a short period of time. This this was her. She was the one who was going to carry this, the jazz torch, the jazz baton to the next level. Samara Joy. And... Christian McBride followed her, and he had to admit that it was some bullshit following her. She was just setting the stage on fire, and the whole audience was standing up several times to a standing ovation. This woman, Samara Joy, is incredible. If you have not listened to her music, listen to her music. But it's something about a live performance that makes artists go off. You feel the energy. You feel the excitement. It's, it's, people are wanting to, they're pulling for you when they come and see you perform live. They want you to perform live. They want you to go off and get off 
while you are on stage. And Samara Joy found some joy on that stage at the Cleveland Playhouse Theater. And so actually it was the Ohio Theater, the Mimi Ohio Theater, okay? Shout out to Samara Joy. She brought it hard at the 44th annual Tri-C Jazz Fest Cleveland. Real talk. I love her. Check her out. So when I come back, I'm going to talk about, you know what? It was some more stuff going down Friday night. Hold on. Let me back that thing up. Norman Brown and Gerald Albright were scheduled to perform. Norman Brown had some kind of unexpected situation that occurred. I, I, I just heard, I don't know. I didn't read anything. I don't even want to talk about what I heard. But what I do know is it prohibited him from getting to Cleveland, Ohio to perform at the Jazz Fest. And I really wanted to see Norman Brown. Gerald Albright still went on his schedule. And I heard he jammed for an hour and a half, sweating it all. And uh, I did not get a chance to see Gerald Albright, but I heard he did do his damn thing um, to make that up. It was one more artist from Cleveland, Ohio area, Dan Wilson, and he presented the seven decades of wonder. And that's Stevie Wonder, the genius of Stevie Wonder, uh, with a female named Jennifer Hartswick. Even though it was two women on the stage, Jennifer was uh, featured. What I will say about that show, I like Stevie Wonder music. I enjoy listening to Stevie Wonder's music. That music is timeless and never gets old. The singers who represented the Stevie Wonder segment, they were good singers, but they did not know the Stevie Wonder music. If you grew up singing Stevie Wonder songs and you are a singer, you know even though you don't know all the lyrics, you know how to present that song. You have sang that song so many times over the past 30 years that that song is in your heart. And I'm thinking the singers who were on stage representing the Stevie Wonder songs, they were good singers. I'm going to call them good singers. I'm going to call them great or fantastic over the top. But if you don't know the, the song, it's hard to deliver. And that's what I think was missing the songs were great, the music was great, but when you have singers singing Stevie Wonder song, it's just not a um, your take on it. You have to know the music. You have to know that music so that it comes out with soul and it comes out with precision and it comes out real. So that was my take on that. When I come back, I'm going to talk about Saturday night. Starting actually starting off early afternoon, Saturday afternoon at two o'clock in the afternoon, we was getting it in. This is Lamrush. Saturday, June 24th, 2023 at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, the Tri-C Jazz Festival presented an artist that I, I knew a little bit about, but I did not recognize until I saw him perform. This artist, his name is Braxton Cook. Young, fine, talented brother who was not only 
playing his saxophone with precision, but he got on the microphone and started singing. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Who in the world is this serenading me in the afternoon? You hear me? I'm like, oh, he's really talented. I, I'm feeling him. That was inside the Ohio Theater. So Braxton Cook has some nice little cuts. I was not familiar with him. I read a little bit about his bio, and I found out that he was with one of my other favorite artists, Christian Scott, Atunde Ajawa. So they played together, and um, Braxton Cook went to Juilliard. You know, so many famous jazz musicians uh, studied at Juilliard uh, School of Music, and I guess they have a jazz studies department. But nonetheless, Braxton Cook brought it, and I did appreciate Braxton Cook. So shout out to Braxton Cook. Now, after that, I checked out Steve Smith and Vital Information. Steve Smith is a drummer. It was his his band. So anytime you are a drummer and you are a leader of a band, you've got to be cold. <laughs> you you got to bring it because you're setting the tone for what you really want to hear. And, and the, the music usually starts off with that drum beat, some kind of bass, some kind of beat is jumping off. You feel me? So Steve came out with this uh, return to forever jazz fusion situation. And I wasn't mad at him. I, I was feeling every little situation about that. Steve Smith, drummer. Now, Saturday night closeout was the most spectacular situation I've seen in a long time. <laughs> at 7 p.m., the legendary funk jazz master, Herbie Hancock, took to the stage. And I mean, Herbie Hancock, his music spans, what, 40 years or more? His music alone. He has over a dozen Grammys. He has an Oscar for music that he's composed. He's over 80 years old. And he still was running around the stage, y'all. I'm telling you, at the end, he started jogging across the stage. I'm like, did Herbie, Herbie trying to let us know he's still in shape? I ain't even mad at him. He presented a medley of songs in his own way. It was just a rendition of stuff that he selected. I'm sure other people selected with him. But it was just a, um, he didn't call it a medley. He called it, it was, it was an it wasn't. Uh, it might have been an overture he used. <laughs> Nonetheless, Herbie, he just was all over the place. I mean, when you look at his career and what he's accomplished, and what he brought to the genre of black music, it's, you feel me? Hey, is we still in uh, June? June is Black Music Month. Come on. <laughs> when you think about Herbie Hancock and bringing all this new technology to the genre, and um, it was an honor and a blessing just to see him perform on stage. You know, he may not be performing too many more years, but we are so glad we got a chance to check out Herbie Hancock. After Herbie Hancock, Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue set the stage on fire. They were at the Connor Palace. It was sold out. It was it was even though it was multicultural, it was more white people in the building than anything. Crumb on Shorty, he has an in, international 
flair about his 10-piece band he brought. But he had two dynamic black women singers. They were cold. He had a, a, a horn section. <laughs> he had some brothers in on the saxophone. And they was jumping around like it was straight, straight up earth, wind, and fire. The, the two drum sets keyboard it was just off the chain and I was expecting fire and tell I'm telling you he set the whole place on fire trombone shorty I don't even he just stepped I saw him a couple years ago at the Tri-C Jazz Fest and he set it on fire then and I was just excited for him and excited for the genre but Saturday night when I saw him perform again I'm like this boy is cold he played his trumpet till he almost fell out I literally, he played that saxophone, he sang, he played the tambourine like he was in a, a gospel Baptist church, and he just jammed. The band jumped off the stage, baby, and took to the whole crowd around the aisles like he was in Mardi Gras. And when I tell you Trombone Shorty set the whole damn Tri-C Jazz Fest on fire, that's what he did. And if you get a chance to see him, you better do yourself a favor. Go see Trombone Shorty so that you can understand what Black Music Month is all about and why you should appreciate it. My goodness. Woo! When I come back, I'm going to talk about a few other things um, that I did notice at the Tricy Jazz Fest, and that's the outdoor free concert that went down and all the excitement outdoors. This is LaRush. You know, when I started this journey called jazz, I used to love attending jazz festivals and I wanted to continue to travel around the country and around the world experiencing jazz festivals. Now, if you've been following me for a little while, you know I have a couple of episodes on my podcast that are dedicated to jazz festivals. You know, it's about being up close and personal when you're at a jazz fest because you might run into anybody and everybody because it's a festival. It's not a regular concert. And what I mean by that is a lot of times artists will get on stage and not only sing songs that are on their latest album or something that they recorded, but they also sing songs that they love and they pay homage to artists that they've looked up to. And when I think about Samara Joy, and she's a young vocalist and she's pretty much ahead of her time. She paid homage to two songs in particular that I love. One was by Nancy Wilson, and, and that song was Guess Who I Saw Today. Nancy Wilson recorded that song probably f- over 40 years ago. And I'm, I'm going to say probably over 40 years ago. But she started that song, and she sounded like she was a grown 40-year-old experienced jazz vocalist uh, performing the song. And during the middle of the song, she did a little remix, and she put in Stevie Wonder's um, lately. And my God, I, I think that's when I started crying. The whole audience went off because it was like, she's singing this one song by Nancy Wilson, Guess Who I Saw Today, and it kind of blended right into this, the the chorus, or it, it was um, Lately by Stevie Wonder. It was like the bridge of that song. And I mean, she tore the house down paying homage 
to those two artists in her works. And another song she performed, and she performed the hell out of it. That is a Betty Carter classic called Tight. Now, if you are a jazz vocalist, one of the songs you will like and try to emulate is Betty Carter's Tight. Betty Carter's Tight is a tight song, and it's hard to sing because it's syncopated. It um, has a lot of um, crescendos and decrescendos, and it just stops on the drop of a dime. And it's a cold-ass song. And to Samara Joy, she, she hit that song. And I was like, girl, you, when she hit that, I'm like, this girl is bad. So that's what the jazz festivals are about. Artists paying homage to a lot of artists they just love. You know what I'm saying? Trombone Shorty did the same thing. Trombone Shorty, he took it to a whole nother level, okay? Because he has a band that is tight, for real. One of the things he did was, a, he did Let's Go Crazy by Prince. He did a rendition of that. And that the whole audience was up dancing because, again... There was a lot of white people in the audience, and you know they some Prince-loving fans, baby, from uh, Let's Go Crazy, 1999. No, that was from um, Purple Rain, excuse me, Purple Rain. <laughs> and he did his own rendition of Let's Go Crazy, and that was the bomb. We were all up dancing and going crazy. He was like, Cleveland, let's go. Let's get it in. And we enjoyed ourselves. Another song he did was, a, he was did a go-go song by Chuck Brown. Wind it up, Chuck. Wind me up, Chuck. I'm like, this this damn trombone shorty going off. He paid homage to this is for my left, drop, drop for my that, 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 He had the band playing, who was that, Master P? When I tell you the audience went off, it was mainly the black people because we knew exactly what that drop was. You hear me? Trombone shorty paid homage to some hip hop. Go go and some pop soul music. You feel me? He was incredible. His own music was out there popping and he just performed. The whole band loved, you can tell they just loved what they were doing. They loved to entertain. Let me tell you something. Trombone Shorty and his band, Orleans Avenue, go off the stage. Go down the aisle so that everybody can take photographs and videos. That's what you want people to do. You want people to put you right now on blast, on social media, through your account, blow your account up, because Trombone Shorty went off. And I do have a video posted of Trombone Shorty going down the aisle, and I got the selfie going on with my video, baby. And I'm telling you, when I watch it, I'm like, that's what Trombone Shorty did, baby. He was... Tearing the roof off the mother. <laughs> Literally. That was an incredible show. I loved that. That was incredible. Again, Dan Wilson played homage to Stevie Wonder. He has music of his own, but he decided to... Um, it was a festival. That's what you do at festivals. You uh, sing your music, you play your music, and then you also um, pay homage to people that you, you love. Songs you... Just, grew up singing or playing, knowing, you feel me? And um, that's what the jazz festival is about. It's being up and close and personal. And um, right after I saw uh, Braxton, what, let me get his name right. Let me get that name right. Braxton Cook. I'm like, I'm going to run into him. 
Sure enough, I'm in the show, Herbie Hancock show, and Braxton Cook is there. So I'm like, okay, he's in two or three rows in front of me. I'm going to watch him. Every, when the show is over, I'm going to find him. When I saw him, I walked over to Braxton Cook, and I told him I'm his newest, biggest fan. He asked me my name, you know what I mean? I got a little hug in the, out of the whole situation. And that was like, that was part of the jazz festival experience. You will run into people. Samara Joy was out um, in the, after her performance, still walking around in her glamorous gown. People were saying hello to her and she waving to people. It was, it was the festival. It was not a ordinary show or concert. That's the fun part of going to these festivals. You understand me? You, we saw Dominic Farinacci just hanging out. Um, I walked into Christian McBride now. Christian McBride, he normally has his glasses on. You don't, if you know what he looks like without a glasses or his body shape, you, you know it's Christian McBride. So I'm walking into another theater. Christian McBride is coming towards me on the on my right side. And we kind of get a little energy going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. Shit, I'm to be looked at. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I looked at him. I was like, hello, how you doing? He said, hello. And I'm like, I enjoyed your set tonight. He was like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And we made contact. Shit, I, I look good. So, and I had on a black and uh, purple little dress that night. So I know I'm looking good at the Jazz Fest. <laughs> so you just don't know who you're running to. Another person I ran into is Mr. Cavalier, Mr. Austin Carr. He is a um, ex-NBA player, and he also is a commentator for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he knew the friend I was with and um, got a chance to say hello to him. And he kissed me on my cheek. And I was like, oh, we <laughs> the Jazz Fest was off the chain. You hear me? <laughs> Listen, this has been my time. I had a wonderful time. This is the Tri-C Cleveland Jazz Festival 44th year. Next year will be the 45th year. KeyBank was the main sponsor. They had a hell of a sponsorship really going down. And um, it was just fun to be there. I enjoyed myself. I hope to see um, Norman Brown soon again. I hope everything is okay with him. This is Lamroche saying ciao for now. And go check out the Jazz Fest. <laughs>